And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As Jesus went on, he saw James and his brother John. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Immediately. In Mark's brisk telling of the good news, the gospel sets a stunning pace for divine action. In the stories that follow today's reading, the word immediately will repeat another 38 times. A a sense of urgency echoes through and through. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. The moment is now, right now. Repent, turn toward God, and believe. Simon and Andrew, James and John, do not hesitate. Brave and bold, somehow they leave it all behind. The certainty of what they've known, the security of work and family, Jesus is calling. And so proclaiming forgiveness, mending what's broken, pursuing truth, justice, and mercy, this is their new vocation. From now on, love will be their labor. Hearing once again this beloved and well-worn story, I recall songs from Sunday school and the brightly colored fish we wrote our names on to decorate the walls. I remember how I should feel listening to it. I remember how I usually respond with a stirring in my soul and a renewed sense of discipleship and calling. Yes, Lord, lead on, I will follow. But listening to this story in this moment, in the immediacy of this moment in our history, God's divine summon has never seemed more important to me. Urgency echoes through our land. Clear as ever, Jesus is calling. I ought to feel inspired. I ought to be inspired. Why then, O Lord? Why then, O Lord, do I feel so tired? My friends, I trust that you understand what I'm talking about. The weariness. Please don't misunderstand me or get me wrong. For nearly a full year, this community has shown breathtaking resilience, awe-inspiring perseverance, a reserve of strength, and an abundance of grace. Praise be to God. But we are, understandably, tired. Reflecting on the story of those fishermen, in my imagination, I picture us each of us in our own respective boats, floating on a sea of uncertainty, 
minding our nets as best we can. Jesus calls us from the shore. Immediately he calls, and immediately we too rise up to follow. But as we stand to disembark the boat we're on, it won't stop rocking. It pitches violently from side to side. Our strength is exhausted just keeping balance lest we be thrown overboard. From one direction come wave upon wave of anxiety, disappointment, and grief. But from the other direction, winds of hope and better days push back against them. Tossed to and fro, we struggle to decide in which direction should we lean? What posture would best counterbalance these opposing forces? Could cautious optimism do the trick? Or perhaps a hopeful cynicism might be a better option? What mysterious combination of paradoxically aligned forces will it take to right this ship and steady our grip? Jesus, I will follow you immediately, immediately just as soon as I figure out how to get off this boat. In difficult times, it is easy to misconstrue the immediacy of Jesus' claim on our lives and the urgency of the moment as something other than it is. To mistake it for the summoning of our individual rugged egos to somehow defeat the myriad and complex forces that confront us. But the boat of self is really, really small, and the waves are relentless. No wonder we're tired. Battered and confused, the ego self has no choice but to shut down. It wants to curl up in the stern and drift off until the whole mess just blows over. But I do not believe that is the call our Lord intends. We are not really alone in a rocky boat. God doesn't call solitary egos to be heroes, but yoked souls to be servants. Symbiotic souls souls united in him and through him, invited to a labor of love that transforms not just the world, but our very selves in the process. Friends, long ago and every day since, you and I are caught up in the kingdom's net, brought into communion, with God and one another, made very members and corporate of Christ's own body. Love has gathered us up and into God's own holy family. Out of the murky depths and the relentless waves, the Lord has lifted us, and indeed we have lifted one another. In prayer and in friendship, 
in song and in sacrament, with truth and forgiveness. We rise up. We rise up to that steady, level place, our feet planted on that sure foundation. And it is from that higher ground, together by faith, that we run the race that has been set before us. Not by the might of our own strength, but by the strength we lend one another in the power of the Spirit. The strength we inherit from our ancestors in the faith, the living and the dead, who bequeath to us the courage and wisdom in their age for our facing of this urgent hour. The immediacy of divine action springs from love eternal. The immutable, unchanging, abiding, everlasting, never-ending love of God. Our response to God's divine action, our response to Jesus' call, finds its source and provision not in the self, but in God's own self. In the economy of grace, we are at once both fish and fishermen, sheep and shepherd, broken and blessed, those in need of healing, and those with the power to heal. And so it has always been. From that day along the Sea of Galilee, when fishermen brave and bold began their labor of love. And on and on and on we go together. Love and forgiveness, given and received, Salvation's currency exchanged in faith for the life of the world. From that day to this one, and evermore it shall be. Amen. <laughs>